Thank you for listening to the Fearless LA podcast. We believe that where love is greater, fear is less. Tune in today to hear a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Jeremy Johnson. Well, we've been talking about uh, I Heart My Church. What a great, cool graphic. And I think that this has been really, um, at least in my heart, I know your heart, you know, we know before we can ever um, be a great church that does incredible outreach, we have to first learn how to do inreach. Like, like the inreach is more important really at first than the outreach because the only way the outreach works is from the inreach. That, that the thing uh, that we're, we are called is the bride. And here we are, the bride. We're, we're, we're in the back room, the bride of Christ. And, you know, that, 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 that's kind of weird if you're a guy. You know, it's weird to be the bride. <laughs> you're like, can I be the warrior? Or, uh, you know, well, God does call us an army too. But he gives us the symbolism of a bride because it's the bride who everyone's waiting on. You know, you've been to a wedding and uh, every time me and my wife go to a wedding, we know we're going to fall in love all over again and we're going to practice making more kids later that night. I mean, it's just an awesome experience. Come on, put a ring on it. You do the same thing. There you go. And, and, and so, you know, we're excited about going to weddings. There's love in the air and it's beautiful and people have taken time for this moment. But there's that moment where the groom's there, the, the, the pastor's there, everyone's there. And the one person we're all looking for is the, the bride. And they play that special music and everyone stands and turns and starts looking. And they're looking to see the beauty of the bride. And I, and I believe that the world is waiting. They've come to the, the ceremony. They've seen the groom, Jesus. They see the preacher and they're waiting for the bride to come in through the door. The music is playing. And many times as the bride, we come in like the bride of Frankenstein. We come in like without our not prepared, not, and so God, what God wants to do is he wants the bride to be beautified. He, he wants the bride to get ready to make her entrance so that the world can see that the who, how amazing the groom is. And this is what God's doing. This is what we're here doing. We're, we're here to fall in love with what God loves, his church. God is the groom and we're the bride. So God loves the church. And as millennials, most who's a millennial in here? Come on, or maybe you don't know, you're confused, you're on the edge. I'm half, I, I'm, I'm one foot in Generation X and one foot in being a millennial. It depends on if I want to listen to, uh, you know, Nirvana or, or something newer. You know what I'm saying? So that, I, I'm in the middle. And as millennials, a lot of times what they've taught us is to, is to uh, treat the church like we treat our politics uh, where, where we, we vote on everything. We, you know, treat the church like, like we treat uh, our restaurants, Yelp it. And, and, you know, and we're thankful that we have a great Yelp. I mean, we have four and a half stars on that thing. Come on, baby. Ain't you no shame in the game. And some people, some people find us through that way. But when our heart becomes that we're judging this thing instead of being a part of it, then we miss like the power of it. This is not a restaurant. Some people come here and say, I, I went on Yelp and you know, I said, best steak, food, steak restaurant in town, and Fearless came up. And so I said, well, I'm going to deliver a steak today, so get ready. Come on. I'm putting this thing in the oven. It's hot. It's ready. You know, uh, you know they fund our church all different ways. But this is not a restaurant. According to God, it's, it's a family. This is family style. This is around the table. And so here we are, this whole series coming and saying, like, if we're going to love the church 
how, how do we do that? Like, how, how do we fall in love with the church? Not just a building or fearless. How, how do I fall in love with the church at large? How do I fall in love with what God is so in love with? And I think it comes from us realizing that we are the church. I think the, the first place is we got to fall in love with who God made us to be. And so I, I want to read you three things. Um, I hope you're ready. You got your Bibles. I'm going to read you three things. And we've been talking really about this, this big red thing in this. It's called the heart. I want to, I want to read you uh, this right here. And you, you probably know this, this verse. You've probably heard it quoted. Uh, you've probably heard it spoken to you when you got out of a bad relationship. Like someone just did you dirty. They walked out. They, they broke your heart. Proverbs 4.23. Let's put that up. Proverbs 4.23. Anybody ever seen this, this verse? Some of you got this tattooed on your arm. You're like, that's my verse. <laughs> it says, guard your heart above all else, for it, your heart, determines the course of your life. Guard your heart. So, so instantly we read that. And we go, okay, how good am I doing at guarding my heart? You know, so, you know, you see a girl and she's like, she's like, man, I'm just really in love. And, I, and, and we say, hey, guard your heart. You know, you, you don't know men are, men are, you know, they, they, they're crazy. You know, they, and why, and usually it's a man that tells you that because it takes a man to know how crazy we are. Like, hey, be careful, guard your heart. Or, or, or if you're a man and, and, a, and a woman's hurt your heart and you say, oh, be careful. Guard. Or some of you, some of you got hurt in a church. And they say, well, be careful, guard your heart because of this scripture, right? Guard your heart for above all else, it determines the course of your life. So it's important. So we, so we put up boundaries. There's a really good book called Boundaries, right? We put up boundaries, put up walls. But I've, I've found, I've guarded my heart so good that sometimes I've realized that, that I'm the one in the cage, I'm just like, man, I'm just guarding this thing. I'm going to be a, I'm going to go get up in the green room because I can't get around people because people have hurt me and wounded me and talked back. And so, man, I would love to love you, but I don't know if we're going to, you're going to love me like that. Uh, you're going to stab me in the back, back or the front. I mean, come on. I, I, so I go, so a lot of pastors, they hide in the green room, not because they're prideful, but because they are guarding their hearts. I, I can't get too close to the sheep because then I'll smell like sheep. And, but, but when do you forget to be a sheep? You, you're not just... <laughs> <laughs> but we're guarding our heart. We're guarding our heart. We're guarding our heart. I don't want to get hurt again. And so, and so it's, a, it's a lot of work. Anybody can attest this? This is, this is kind of stressful. Like, who do you guard? Who do you let in the gate? Who do you? And then pretty soon you're like, dear God, can I get out of this prison? Like, I'm tired. I'm so bound. I wish I could just be free again. I wish I could be like I was five. Because when I was five, before I was abused, before they spoke about me, before they hurt me, man, I was free to love. I was free to have joy. I was. So, so we, we use this verse, but really to get a, to get to get proper uh, uh, to get proper understanding of the word, we have to get the context of the word. We have to get the context of the word, and and so let me just say this: um, in Jesus is perfect theology, or the word theology really just means the understanding, the fulfillment, the the the, the what the word means, how you can take it into your perfect your world. How do I take this? thing that's so old into my world where we can find everything, every answer, every question, every understanding. We can build every theology that it's good to have theology. It's good to have the right theology, not the wrong theology. We're going to build every theology based on Jesus, 
not off of one scripture. Right? You build this thing off of one scripture, you ain't getting tattoos. The Bible says don't mark your body. You're, 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 running, from, you're running from people that, that smoke, drink, talk bad. You're like, you're just hiding. You know, you don't even come out on Sunday. You, you can't come out. It's the Sabbath. We got to just, I can't work. It's work to get into downtown. How many of you guys know it's work to get in downtown? You had to work to get here. You had to pay to get. You can't do any of that. Why? Because you're taking a scripture. But, but when you, this is why they judge. They said, you're a, he's hanging out with sinners and tax collectors and prostitutes who, and, 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 and he, his disciples come, come eating and drinking. And here we are fasting. And, and, and you know what they were doing? They were confronting Jesus with scripture, but they were taking scripture out of context because Jesus is the fulfillment of scripture. He's in the he's in the beginning, he's in the middle, he's in the end. Every verse. Look, the story about David and Goliath, David is not us. We're the army afraid, shaking, worried about our giants. When's the last time you worried? 10 seconds ago. Good. I I know. I already know. We're not David. Jesus is David. He's the one that comes in the middle of our giant and goes, "You will not stand against my people." We're Daniel praying in the lion's den. No, no, no. We're not Daniel. Jesus is interceding for us in every lion's den that we will walk through. Come on. He is the hero. He is the... Look, in perfect theology is Jesus. Tell me when Jesus guarded his heart like we guard our heart. So if Jesus was such a great guard of his heart, why in the world did he let Judas roll with him and be in charge of the money? Which is where most of our heart is attached. Right? In fact, all of our hearts, because wherever our treasure is, our heart will be. So Jesus' heart was where that treasure was. But yet he let the most sneaky, messed up, jerk face. I'm just saying all the things you want to call that person. That you're in charge of the money, knowing he would betray him. Jesus didn't guard his heart like we keep guarding our heart. In fact, this verse is not about guarding your heart from people. It's about guarding people from your heart. Okay, I know, I know I'm excited up here. I know you're not catching it yet. And I'm like one of those preachers that gets more excited about his point than the people who are excited about his point. Let me, let me, let me open it. Let me, look, look, we keep guarding our heart from people but we need to guard people from our heart let me let me let me let me go deeper because i know that doesn't make sense all the way jeremiah 17 9 there we go the human heart is the most deceitful thing of all like that person's really deceitful. No, nope. the human heart. Anybody ever been deceived? Someone tricked you? What, that situation isn't the most deceitful. Your heart is. Do we have any humans in the house? Good. Okay. We greet all the earth aliens here as well. Peace be to you. Look, the human. So if you're a human, you have a heart. And, and your heart is what? I know you can't say it because... You know, we build our pride off of being really good. 
God doesn't want you to be good. He wants to make what's dead alive. So look, one time I said, man, hey, God bless you all, but I'm still trying to figure this out. And, and they, they, they told the leader, they said, man, I don't want a pastor that's still trying to figure this out. I want a pastor that's got this figured out. I said, well, then you can have a liar. Because there is no pastor that's figured this out. When I put on the title of pastor, I didn't go, boop. Angel, Jeremy. There you are. My wife can tell you. Not an angel. I leave my socks in the wrong place. I forget the, not just socks. See, we can just make a list. Right? Our heart, our, our, not yours, our heart is deceitfully, is, is deceitful and, and desperately. Have you ever met a desperate person? Like, hey, no, I'm not, I'm not interested. Oh, please, come on. So you're saying there's a chance? Your, your heart is desperate for wickedness. Our heart, all of ours, is desperate. Who really knows how bad it is? In other words, you don't know how bad it is. But Jesus said, I do. So guard people from your heart. If you read the whole chapter, go home later because I don't have time to do it. You will find out this is what he's saying. He's not saying wall up your heart from people. He's saying wall up people from your heart. It's different. Because our heart will choose evil every time. You don't believe me? Go watch the latest zombie movie. Right? Everyone's nice. Go watch Bird Box. Everyone's kind. Everyone loves each other. Until the crazy man comes to the door. And then they're like, okay, you know, you, you be first. You know, run over some. I mean, the, the human we at the core of, of, of what we have in us. How cool is it now when Jesus said, I want to come fill your heart? How dangerous is our Jesus? He's like, I don't want to go in the good parts of you. I want to feel the wicked part of you. I want to dive right into the muck and the mess. I want to try, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to make your heart better. I want to give you a new heart. I want to, I want to transform your heart. I want to give you a heart transplant. I want your heart to beat. For me, this is my prayer every day. God, renew in me a new heart. Like David said, God, clean out my heart, purify my heart, renew a right heart inside of me. This is the this is the wildness of our Jesus. So if you're here and you're like, man, I haven't got it figured out yet. I can't really let Jesus in my heart. I need to clean it up first. Jesus is like, no, I, I like that it's a mess. Because now you can see that I'm Lord. Can we go deeper? Look at this. Look at this. Uh, Matthew chapter 13. In the same day, Jesus went out to the house and sat by the lake. And such a large crowd gathered around him that he got into the boat and he sat down in it while the people stood. So back then it was opposite of this. Jesus sat and they stood. There was a hunger. And they told him many things in parables. And he said this. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seeds, some of them fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell amongst rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, but because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, or the 405 freeway, praise God, 
or, or your boss showed up, the, or your roommates, uh, we don't want to say what they did, the plant was scorched, or your husband left out his dirty socks one more time, amen, uh, plant was scorched, and it withered because it had no root. Still other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked out the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil, where it produced a crop of a hundred, sixty, and thirty times what was put in, what was sown. Then Jesus says, he with ears, let him hear. The disciples then came to him and said, why do you keep speaking to these people in parables? I love how the disciples talk to Jesus, but anyways. Um, He replied, the knowledge and secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Uh, so, so Jesus comes along and he says, um, there's this farmer and there's seeds. And so I just bring out props because none of you are farmers. So I just help bring it home a little bit here. And he said, there's this farmer and there are seeds. And uh, the farmer goes out and starts scattering uh, seeds. I find it unique about seeds because even though they are what's pictured, you could pull them out and separate them and not ever see the picture in the seed. I believe life is a little bit like this, that there's a picture that God gives us. You have a picture of what God's called you to. And God is, it, it, it's, it, it's there and it's clear. And, and, and you know that you know, and anytime you don't profess it, it's because you're intimidated by seeing the seed over what God spoke to you. I, I know for this church, God has given me the number 20,000. 20,000 people, California upside down, campuses all over. But there are some days when we're in our third service and there's still four chairs that are available and a whole stack behind that, that I, I forget. Sometimes God shows, and, and it's, it's exciting when you got the picture. Isn't it exciting when you get the picture? You're like, come on, look at that. Look at that, man. I'm bringing pumpkins to this party. I hope you've seen these pumpkins. I hope you feel they're, they're orange. They're round. They're beautiful. And you go, okay, it's time. It's time to start believing for them. So you open up the package. And don't forget, on the back of the package, God put the instructions. Because remember, he has, he has power and he has a purpose but he also has a plan. Don't forget about his plan because on the plan it says when to plant, how deep to plant, what seasons to refrain from planting, where to plant them and who to plant them next to. That's what we kind of throw out. We need all that. That's the Bible. That's kind of boring. We forget this is not a book of rules. This is the back of the package. It's the instructions for, for the vision. And so don't forget in your excitement when you're opening it and you're ready to see a pumpkin when you reach into the pumpkin pouch and you pull out I thought this was pumpkins. I don't know. I didn't know how they were going to fit in here. But when I pulled it out, it looks like a corn nut. It's not even corn. You ever, you ever had this experience in life? <laughs> you reached in. You said, all right, I believe you, God. Let's go. Thank you for that vision. Maybe you said, I believe you, God. Let's go. Thank you for that vision of marriage that I'm going to have. Thank you for that partner you're going to give me. Thank you for that job. I'm going to walk in. God, I believe you. Come on, let's go. I believe it. I've seen it. 
I, I, can, I can draw it. I can say it. I can spout it. I've had signs. I've been driving on the road. I see, see that pumpkin. There it is again. I got my list. And then I open the package to start the journey. And then there's no pumpkins in the pouch. There's no pumpkins in the pouch. There's, there's no. There's. Are you kidding me? This is embarrassing. I told everybody about the picture. This is the moment where Christian cuss words start coming out. This is the moment where you're frustrated. This is the moment where you're like, forget all this. I don't want this. You tricked me. Because it would be silly to believe that this is a pumpkin. Can you imagine show up to the dinner party? They're like, hey, can you bring the cabbage? You're like, you show up with this. Like, totally cool, man. Lettuce wrap sandwiches. We're going to have them. We got the cabbage. And everyone's like, eh, is everything okay? Because that, we can't enjoy that. You know? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. It's red. It's not red. It's a certain size. But how many of you guys know that this is a... This is a tomato, and so is this. They're both a tomato, but this one has time built in it. This one has got buried built into it. This one has been alone in the dark built into it. This one is finished. This is what this is, but it's not there yet. And you will never have this unless you honor this. If you keep throwing this away, you'll never experience the picture on the path. Some of you are like, man, I I really want deep relationships, but I don't want to go to a life group. I don't want to go to a dinner party because it's planned. It's organized. It's the seed. I'm like, yeah, it's a seed. Get over it. Start with the seed. (laughs) If you keep throwing away the seed, you will never have the tomato. You just texted me because I'm on a list. No, we didn't. We text you because we love you. You happen to also be on the list. He wants to take you off the list? No, I don't want that. Well, then what are you saying? This is confusing. What you're saying is I don't want the seed. I just want the, I just want the fruit. I just want the end. This is a family. I can't wait. I'm so excited. This is a family. Hey, guys, to let you know, I've been here for a while, but God is moving on. It's a new season. Well, that's not what you say in families. Since when can I look at my kids and wife and go, hey, guys, just to let you know, my season is up. The Lord, the Lord said my season of diapers is up and my season of clubbing has begun. Do you hate me yet? Huh? Is this a family or isn't it? If it's a family, that doesn't work in a family. We want a family when it's convenient, but we don't want it when it's not convenient. Look, either is, look, family has family drama, family meetings, family struggles. Look, this is the seed of what God has for us. So God says there's seeds and, 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 and um, you know, they, they, they're planted. And so the farmer goes out and he, he plants the seeds and, and, and the first group of seeds falls on the road. And the, and the Bible says that when the seeds fall on the road, um, the birds come along because the road is not the place to plant the seeds uh, because the seeds have no soil 
even what's in the seed is never unlocked. And I don't know why that's not working. I don't know why nothing's happened in my life. Because the seed requires the soil. Without the soil, the seed, even though it's powerful, loses its... That's what the Bible says. To, to the world, what we're doing is foolish. But even what's foolish in the world, what we're doing is the, is, the, is the secrets of heaven. That's what he told the disciples. They can't handle all this because they don't have any soil. The, if you put the seed on the road, it will never produce. And, and then he said, there's another, there's another, and then the birds come and eat it. And then there's another uh, that, that is planted in, in shallow soil. It's got the soil, but the soil is shallow. The, the farmer comes and plants it and, and he has, he has the goods of what he needs, but it doesn't go very deep. It goes deep enough to have the look, but not really the width and the depth. It shows up when it can. It, 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 it's ready when it can. It, it, you know, you know this, the, the, it says that in the Bible that, that this one actually grows. It produces. But because of the soil is shallow, because it doesn't do the hard work of digging down where no one can see, because it's just the surface. How you doing, man? So glad you're here at church. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing awesome. Your life is falling apart. You want to cry. You, it's just not the right context. But you never, you're, you're, you're silently screaming. And it's because life, you've given them enough to, 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 to see you and not be mad at you. But, but really, if we could be honest, there's some rocks. There's some heart. There's some clay. And I really, this seed got in me. But it really, it's not deep enough and wide enough for something really to take place. And so in churches, we got a lot of potted Christians, not planted Christians. The pot, where, where the soil eventually ends in depth and is contained in width. No oak tree can live in a pot because the pot is too small for its destiny. You and I have to go beyond potted Christians. Ram. Glad to be up fearless. Excuse me. I don't want my pot to touch your pot. That means a lot more things in today's world than, than it did before. Please, I don't want your roots to get too close to my roots. Because the last time someone's roots invaded my roots, it hurt a lot. They intertwined with me. They were wanting some of my water, some of my air. And, and I've just decided I got rooted from that and I got in this pot. It's safe in the pot. I know what comes into the pot. I'm divided by plastic walls that I contain, that I control. People show up to our church all the time and they're potted. They go get potted at Hillsong. Then they go get potted at Zoe. Then they go get potted here. Then they go get potted here. And they never develop deep roots anywhere. And no one ever knows them. They come in and go out as quick as they can. Oh, I'm preaching now. I hope it's okay. I hope it's okay. But the Bible says they spring up fast and no root develops. You know, you'll always hear at this church, hey, if, you, if, if there's another church in the city that really has your heart, please go there. Please don't be coming here on extra days. Look, get involved. Be involved in every way. Get in a life group. Get in a dinner party. Go serve. Go give your life. Go, go get rooted there. For when the storms come, the tree doesn't topple over because it has grown up big but has no roots. You ever met a Christian that's like, they just fell over? You're like, wow, this is an amazing believer. And there's like... 
You know why they did? Because what was developed where you could see, it lacked underneath. Same thing as when we want to fast. We want to get somewhere fast. Let me tell you this. This is not my first rodeo. Me and my, ki- my wife, we put up pictures of our kids, and some people might go, man, I want a beautiful family like that. You don't know the hell that we've been through that no one could see underneath the surface. We have amazing kids, but we've had a miscarriage. You don't know how many tears I cried till there were no more tears in my body. And then watched my wife cry and said, God, why? And God was saying, I was developing roots in you. I'm doing something in you to contain the weight of what I want to birth in you. See, there are people here and you just see how good they are at something. Wow, they're always joyful. Well, you don't know what it took for them to get through what they got to get through to get here. This, this is why... This is why you, you got to be careful judging people's praise. You got to be careful judging people's amen. You don't know what that amen means to them. You don't know what roots they've had to go through before they could ever have a voice. You know, in high school, I failed every speech I ever gave. Had people mock me and laugh at me. I felt insecure. I felt anxious. And God says, if you'll develop roots with me, if you'll get developed into my soul, if you'll get out of that pot... If you'll get out of the pot, then I can develop an oak tree in you that people can come swing in the tree and live in the tree. Come on. There are some people in this room, you've been through hell and high water. You've been through storms and rains, and you're still here. You know what that tells me? You got some roots. You developed some things when no one was looking. You died in certain ways, and God began to develop roots down, deep down. You know, trees that are planted in shallow water die in drought. Because the top water goes away first. But trees that can get down into the roots. There's water under there that has been stored. That has been stored for moments. Like there's air down there that's been stored for moments. There are some of you that, that through times of drought, you dug deeper. Instead of crying out and saying, God, where are you at? You dug deeper. You, you went deeper. You know what God was doing? He was making you taller. He was making you stronger. He was making... It grew up fast, but because of the sun, because of life. Because of worry. These are people that they're coming around and all of a sudden they disappear. Like what happened is like, man, I'm just going through something. You know what, no, what happened is the sun came out. When the sun comes out on trees that have roots, they grow. When the sun comes out on trees that don't, they die. The 405. How, how cool is that? The 405 can make you grow if you got roots. Some of you just get on the 405 and just take this on. I'm about, to, I'm about to grow right now. I'm about to, some, some of you, your boss that's crazy could make you grow if you got roots. A difficult relationship could make you grow if you got some roots. Come on, this is when you start shouting over things that other people are crying over. This is when you start getting excited over things that people are depressed about. You're like, if it had not been for that, I couldn't praise the Lord how I praise him right now. And, and then he said, there's another one that, 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 that gets in the deep, deep, deep soil. But because it allows the thorns and thistles. See, God, God's going to water you no matter what seeds are in you. Wow. You come into this room, you're going to get water. God's going to water your life. And whatever things are buried below the surface are going to grow. Wow. 
And so the Bible says that the weeds begin to grow up and, and eventually the weeds overtook the garden and they choked out the fruit. It doesn't choke it out on the top. It, it chokes it out beneath. Underneath the surface, there are people even in this room that life is being stolen from them. From the weeds, from the things that we've allowed. We're too embarrassed to say, get out of here in the name of Jesus. We're too, we're too, we're too worried. We don't, we don't feel like we have the authority to really, you know, it's always been, I just, I'll just leave it. It's just, it's just how I look. I, I'll have fruit in here. And the Bible says that it eventually choked out the fruit. And he said, there was one tree though. There was, there was, there was one soil that the farmer, when he planted one seed, that one seed, it was multiplied a hundred times what it should have given forth. Can you imagine if you could come into this room, you could be and, 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 and you could you could live in multiplication like that. So so. So many people will use this sermon and they'll talk about seeds being your money. When you put your seed in the right soil, that's the church. But but this this scripture is not talking about money. Because the seed in this is the word. It's the gospel. It, it's, it's found in this, in, the, in verse 18, it says, listen to this parable, what it means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom, so there it is, that's the seed right there. When anybody hears, when the ear hears the message of the kingdom, you know what the seed is? It's the most valuable thing in heaven. Did you know the most valuable thing in heaven is not your money? <laughs> no. No, I know we get all about the Benjamins, but you know, Benjamin is not the king of heaven. You get to heaven. Here's a few dollars. Can I have, can I, God's like, what's that? Oh, you can't afford a brick. Why? Because that face is not my face. Render to Caesar what Caesar's. God doesn't want your money. He doesn't want all your money. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. The, the, the most priceless thing in heaven is not money. It's not even time. Let, let's take our time. I'm going to give out all my time. God goes, cool. So what's your 70 years in comparison to eternity? So when we get to heaven, our time's not going to be valuable. It's just going to be, we're like, I got five more minutes. God's like, okay, we got eternity. You're not getting that yet, right? And then what about our talent? This is what we hold so dear. This is what we think is our seed, our time, our talent, our treasure, our, our, our resources, our talent. So how, so when you get to heaven and you're the best singer on earth and you walk in and the angels have instruments built into their bodies, their voices are shaking the doorpost. You're like, hey, can I get a mic? God's like, no, 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 there's no mics here. You can't sing that loud. Right, like our talent, our time, our money, it's not the seeds of heaven. You know what the Bible says about our treasure? Is that it, wherever our treasure is, our heart will be. You know what God uses our treasure for? He uses it to get our heart in the right location. So, so our heart must be the seed. No, the, the seed is the word. You know what your heart is? The soil. It's the soil. Here we are, we're giving out the word today. I'm just scattering the word. I don't know where it's falling. What kind of soil is it falling on right there? Come on, is, is it going to get planted deep? I'm going to water it. 
We're going to bring air to it. The soil is our heart. So why does God want our time, our talent, and our treasury? Because wherever our time, our talent, our treasury is, our heart will be also. Now your heart's in the house. So God goes, good. I'm a farmer. Looks like some rough soil here. Looks like a lot of rough patches here. Looks like some hard clay here. Come on, let's get out some tools. Come on, he starts, he starts putting the rake out and the hoe out. He starts picking away. He's like, God, I thought we were coming here for fun times. And he's like, he's ripping things out. He's ripping out weeds. Why is he doing it? Because he wants to prepare your heart for the greatest treasure of heaven so that you can have multiplied fruit in your life from the seed. This is why David said, God, let my heart be in your house. What he was saying is let my soil. What is soil? Soil is manure. It's garbage. Well, this is perfect because my heart is garbage. My heart has manure, has hurt. It's deceitful above all things. God, even you can do something with this deceitful, jacked up heart. He goes, yeah, there's something about your frailty that unlocks the power of my seeds, but we got to get the weeds out. What's the weeds? The Bible says this, that the weeds, I love this. Verse 22, the, the seed that fell among thorns is someone who hears the word. But the worries, the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it out. The worries, the seed from refers to someone who hears the word. There, I think you were there. I wanted them to see it. Verse number 22. 22. There you go. The seed falls among the thorns for someone who hears the word, but the worries of life. I thought I was going to Vegas on Tuesday night. I thought it was what I looked at last night on the computer. I thought it was my apathy. I thought it was my fear. No, no, no. It's the worry. It's the wor- the worries that have been planted. You know who sowed worry in your life? The devil sowed worry in your heart. You got to protect yourself from them. You got to do this right. If you don't do this, he sowed the worry, the fear, the anxiety. And God says, as long as you leave the worry, the fear, and the anxiety in your life, it will choke out the gospel in your life. And then he says, the deceitfulness of wealth. That if you earn enough, do enough, that you'll be enough. God says, no, clean it all out. Give me some soil I can work with. Give me me some soil out of the pot. Come on, come, come get in a dangerous place. Come on, put, put it in a place where, 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 where you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to get close to you. Man, you're in a field. Like, give me something to work. God said, give me something to work with, and I'll do more with this seed than you can ever imagine. See, in the garden, God didn't give them seeds. He gave them fruit. Adam had never seen a seed. And God said, wait. He was eating the apple. He said, wait, hold on. put a few things in that thing you're eating see God wants to develop fruit in your life but for every fruit he develops he puts something hidden in there in other words when God blesses you he puts something hidden in there when God gives you more he puts something hidden in there don't eat the whole thing 
inside of what I've given you is a seed. Inside of every paycheck is a seed. Inside of every day is a seed. Inside of every talent is a seed. Don't eat the whole thing. Come on, take that seed and plant it in your heart. Plant it in the heart of others and you're going to watch. The kingdom, the word, the power that I have is in the seed. Now you have that same power in your hand. I've hidden it there so the enemy couldn't find it. I stored it in your blessing. I stored it in what I gave you. Now plant it. Plant it. Go find a heart to plant it in. Go find a family to plant. Go find a church to plant it. Go find plant, plant, plant. Because whatever you plant, you're going to harvest. You're going to become like me. You're going to become like me. The Bible says God gives seed to the sower, not seed to the hoarder. I ate, I ate the whole fruit. I ate it all. God's like, well, I, that was the seed. I gave seed inside. The, you, you missed it. You ate everything. That wasn't just for you. That was for your future. There was more apples in that. There was more blessing in that. There was more life in that. There was more joy in that. See, when people come at 6 a.m. and they plant their time here, you know what they're doing? They're saying, I got a lot of time, and God's wanting me to enjoy my time. But I'm going to take that little seed, that little 6 a.m. in the morning once a week, and I'm going to plant it here, and I want to see what God does. I could eat it. I could sleep in. I could do whatever, but I'm just going to plant it. It's kind of kind of weird. People think I'm crazy. They don't even see the apple in the seed. But I know I've done it before, and I've seen my God birth new things in me. And this heart is ripe and ready. It's deep. Next week, we're doing a heart for the house offering. We're saying, you know what, God? We're going to put our treasure in the house of God. We're going to take our time, our talent, and our resources. We're going to say, God, we're putting it in your house. And we're going to trust you. And go, through that, God's going to move our heart to the right zone. He's going to begin to clean out our heart, begin to realign our perspectives. And we're going to believe with the seed that's in the apple that God could do more than we ever would have imagined. Maybe you're in this room today. And you caught the moment when I said, God actually wants to plant in that worst part of you. The center of you that you feel too dirty, too messed up for God to love. And God says, no, there is something about the dirt that when my glory gets next to it, something is unlocked called life. Something about the manure, something about the abuse, something about the divorce, something about the hurt, something about the pain, something about what you looked at and what they did to you. There's something about what you've been through that, 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 I, that I see of a value. The devil would love to throw you away. The world would love to throw you away. But I, I see beauty in the dirt because it was Adam that I formed with the dirt. So I, I see I'm forming something again. I'm, I'm planting something again. I'm birthing something. But I want you to be a part of the process. No one's going to look at the dirt in the end. They're going to look at the fruit that the dirt produced. But it's not just the dirt, it's the seed. I'm going to put something in you. Maybe you're here today and you feel, how could God use my life? Maybe you're here today and you've got all kinds of walls up. You're guarding your heart. Maybe today you're tired of being in that prison. Why not step out of the cage and live like Jesus, free? Free to be who you are. Free to be what heaven says is good enough for me. Come on, would you stand up to your feet all over this room? We're going to ask God to remove worry from our life. You know, worry is a choice. Worry is a choice. Come on, is there anybody in this room that's been worrying lately? Come on, I, I'm with you. I've been worrying. Come on. 
If you're not raising your hands, it's probably because you're worried about raising your hand. Right? I'm worried someone will see me. You know, I just, Mazda said, does anybody have hair? Does anybody have breath? No, not everyone has hair. Does anyone have breath in their lungs? Right? Is anybody worried lately? Let's, let's try that again. Is anybody worried lately? Okay. So, so let's remove those seeds. Those are seeds now, but they will become. And they will choke out everything God's doing now. What are you worried about? God says, look, I clothe, I clothe the lilies of the field. Not even Solomon, or we'll say not even Gucci, was dressed in all of this splendor. God, look at this. Look how, look how beautiful. Look at the colors. Look at the colors in this. Do you see this? God made that. God clothed that. He designed that. Look, when we make stuff, we go, oh, let's make it the yellow like that flower. It's, it's amazing. And so we're like, God, are you going to take care of me? And God's like, this, is, this only lasts two months. And I've given you a lifetime. Of course I'm going to take care of you. He feeds the birds of the air. Look, we don't have to worry. Worry is a choice. I choose not to worry. I choose to clean out my soil and say, God, plant something deep here. I choose to bring my heart to you. Come on, if, you, if you've been struggling with worry, I want you to lift your hands. We're going to pray. Jesus, we pray every person in this house, every worry, every fear, every, 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 Lord, even the ones that are in this room that they've got a lot of soil that's on the top, that they said, here, I'm doing great, but Lord, there's hardness below. Lord, we pray you would begin to till up the soil and you would make it soft again. God, we pray for depth. We pray for width. We pray we would not be potted but we would get planted in Jesus' name. We pray for new life to be burnt through the seeds of our lives. God, we give you our treasure so our heart can be in the right place. God, as our heart, Lord, it's been wicked and evil for a long time. Lord, we pray you would begin to purify our heart. You begin to use what couldn't be used for greatness in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening. If you have something you need prayer for, we would love to pray for you. Visit fearlessla.com slash fearless TV to fill out a prayer request or to find more information about Fearless LA.